لا اله الا الله محمد رسول الله السلام عليكم we have shared the last three discourses between us the different stages and the different spheres of spiritual evolvement the same way as there is biological physiological evolvement over millions and billions of years. Also, individually, we grow from babyhood into childhood, into teenagehood, into adulthood, into old age, and into departure to another zone after death. The same way there is that sort of change, there is also spiritual involvement. We start by being told by the parents or society or others about the idea of an all-encompassing deity, reality, God, Allah Azza So you have an idea that there is this amazing all-encompassing power, light, whatever, in the universe. So then we need to, as each one of us, as we grow with age and experience, move along the usual again teaching of علم اليقين عين اليقين حق اليقين you are told there is a flood you know water and you know flood and you can visualize it but it's something else when you actually see a flood is coming your entire psyche changes your entire response is different from simply being told there is a fire or there is a flood but once you see it in front of you, you respond differently. 
What if you are actually in the flood and being drowning? You know, it's another also completely heightened response. So the same thing also in our, as we grow in our, if you like, wisdom involvement, our religious or spiritual involvement. The first talk was about turning away from what is not, hijrah. You know, if you want to have a nice clean room, you first have to take out the rubbish. You don't simply simply bring in a new furniture or carpets or whatever. You first take out. Take out in you from your body, the bad, if you like, food, the bad past, the bad from your mind, the bad thoughts, suspicions, anger. Take out from your heart envy, jealousy, hatred. So you have to make hijra, 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 constantly cleansing. Then you go alongside that operation towards better deeds. What are better deeds? Generosity, helpfulness, kindness. If there is nothing you can do, at least don't have animosity. Keep quiet so that you reflect Allah's generosity upon creation. You reflect the goodness of nature and how perfectly it balances itself. So the second phase, which goes along with hijra, is amal salih Do goodness. What is the end of that? There is, it's endless. At the end of that is selfless action. You have no expectation for your status or for reputation. You just do it because it is a good thing to do. What is a good thing to do? To help any human being to rise above the basic, if you like, elemental survival mechanism and so-called humanity. That's why we have so many traditions and teachings that the most loved of you by Allah is He who helps the creation of Allah maximally. Now, the creation of Allah is huge. You just don't go helping everybody left, right, and center. Charity begins at home. It is for that reason, sharia reflects haqiqah. Even in your zakat, you first do those to those close to you. You know, that is why also in our ecological concerns and responsibilities, we are not allowed to take earth from here to there and water from up to south, we cannot disturb the creation that much. Do what is necessary for you. You know, there are too many ants in the house, whatever, curb that. But don't go on a rampage to eradicate, if you like, all of the ants population in the world. You know, it's not. We are visitors here. We are guests here. You know, we are perched on this earth that is turning around and hurtling in space, yet we are looking for stability. The stability we are looking at is inner stability without denying outer stability. We need good health, good physical balance. Equally, we need a clear mind. More important than all is a pure heart, and they go together. So we realized, we discussed, we shared with each other how important it is to be in constant hijrah and in constant doing your utmost in doing goodness. That utmost ultimately ends up by disappearing from anything that appears. Because you have not given anything, you have not taken anything, there is none other than the one giver, taker, receiver, 
and the provider of the knowledge of what is appropriate is it the right time it is Allah Azza wa so we are all caught into that absolute crucible of where do you run to as a result of those constant hijrah constant amal salih we came to the third level or the third degree or the third phase or the third state of refinement now you are constantly vigilant you are accountable the third talk was about refinement of your awareness and watchfulness and being accountable to your intention to the subtler intentions are you trying to impress people one of the worst things we have been talked in our deen is riya in the deen to show off in your deen that, that here i am doing all those this is worse than riya in dunya you have wealth and so on also you show it off and sometimes be taken away from you or you die it's not a big deal but riya in your deen in that that is why we have maximum warning by the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam about the people who have dressed up or who have taken on the mantle of the prophet or of the teaching of the deen or being alim and they themselves have not completed the thing for themselves it's the worst thing you see we have so many wonderful stories about that that watch out you know not to use your spiritual side your religious side for a greater if you like boasting in a worldly sense it is for that reason this third phase of awareness watchfulness subtleness you will come to realize that there are two phases two stages two levels of consciousness one is physical worldly consciousness the up and the down and the good and the bad the right and the wrong and the just and the unjust and we cannot deny our need for worldly wisdom but equally if you are aware that any minute you and i and he and she may die where are you going have you accessed that zone have you got the password to that that is the absolute that is beyond the limitations here we are all the time comparing this action is better than the other action good but what is the source of all those actions how do those actions emanate and how do i know and evaluate also what is a higher degree and what is lower unless there is in me a zone of the absolute allah's absolute justice is beyond us we human being need to do our utmost to exercise justice as best as we can mimicking divine justice attempting to reflect and calibrate to the divine justice subhanallah the color of allah at best we are trying to take on the colors of allah's attributes allah's wonderment of all of the hundreds and thousands if you like of attributes those which we sing also and praise like the asma al husna as the quran enjoins upon us then we come to realize this attention to the dunya is important but it is the first step it is so that in this dunya we are ready for that which is also present now which is called akhirah 
that zone which is limitless. It is beyond space and time. And then this third phase of watchfulness, awareness, subtleness, and all of the refinement, you realize that if you are not ready for the akhirah, then the dunya will only give you afflictions. We have a great many teachings in the Quran and in the prophetic teachings about bala, musibah, and all of the fitan. There are about seven or eight different terms which show us the different grades and levels of trouble and afflictions. Nobody is spared. And the higher you go in that awareness, the more you will be afflicted. <laughs> because you are now closer to the peak of the mountain. If you are climbing a mountain and you are at the bottom, you fall, you don't do a great deal of damage. But as you are going higher and higher, then the fall can be maximum. Not only that, you can pull down with you many others. <laughs> if you are alone and an idiot, all right, you suffer yourself. But what if you've become this man of a reputation and you are reciting this and doing that and doing taraweeh and all? Here is the bigger danger because with you can tumble a lot of people. Do people think that you'll be allowed to say, I am a mu'min, I am this and that, and you will not be given fitna? The root of the word fitna is allure, is a beauty. Fatina is a beautiful face. You know. Fitna is that which attracts us in a worldly sense. Attracts us and distracts us. Nothing wrong with that. This is the way of the world. But it may lead you to beauty or it may lead you to a passion for a person or a face that in 60 years time they'd be buried under dust. So what is it you know you're looking after? It is not Jamila you are looking for, it is Jamal you are looking for, a divine attribute, one of Allah's quality. And Jamal is always associated with its opposite, like all of these attributes are, Jalal. Beauty is always associated with majesty. That's why mountains which are majestic, suddenly you find the most beautiful little plant hanging on a little rock. How is it holding on? How is it expressing its, if you like, tasbih to Allah Azza wa Jal by hanging onto a rock, expressing life. Kullun yusabbihu bihamdi. Everything in existence, known and unknown, is glorifying the one and only known, but you have to disappear from shadows in order to see it's ever there. Do we think you and I will be left by Allah's rahmah to say, yes, I am a great mu'mina? Iman is endless. Iman is trust and faith in that there is within me something that will guide me. Allah's nur is within me as a ruh. And then, do you think you and I will be spared that we can say all of this and move around, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Allah has been generous to me, I had more money this year, that you will not be cut out? Who in his lifetime have not been subjected to all kinds of afflictions, trouble, mischief, and so on? And as I said earlier, the higher you move in the inner subtle awareness, the more you will be afflicted. That is why we have been told that the most afflicted people, 
by horizontal vision as well as vertical vision of affliction are the prophets and then the awliyas and then so this is Allah's rahmah Allah says وَنَّبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْصٍ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنْفُسِ وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ Certainly all of you, all of human beings we will be confronted with fear, anxieties, agitation, hunger and reduction in power of wealth and relatives and friends and people who die وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ Give the good news to those who enter into the zone of sabr. Sabr is patience, but it implies timelessness. One of Allah's names is As-Sabur. Why don't you enter into timelessness? Yes, you've lost everything, so now enter into timelessness. Suddenly, because the fellow's business is reduced, suddenly a cloud, dark cloud comes on their head. Suddenly they imagine the bankruptcy. Suddenly they imagine this house or the car they have associated with and the, and the keys that they all the time post. You know, the car keys and the Rolex watch and all of these paraphernalia. So this is my status. The others also, of course, their status is the banquet and the food. Ten course meals. Imam Ali says, if your concern is what you eat, your value is what comes out of you. Watch out, you know, who are you kidding? We all know we are all human beings. Any minute we may die, but we don't want to remember death. Prophet says, amongst the greatest three afflictions to all human beings is the affliction of fear or actual impoverishment. And every one of us occasionally have had a state that you are now squeezed. You don't know because you've been playing a bit higher. You thought it will come somewhere. Hold it. Apologize. Regrets. Be aware. Don't cry. Nobody wants to a crying face. Go to somebody. Say, look, really, I've done everything. I've lost everything. With a smile. I tell you, they would like to come and even help you. <laughs> the second thing the Prophet says everybody is afflicted by is illness. Remember your sickness. Any one of us can be falling ill, you know. What are these tiny, minute, millions of germs and viruses there all over? Every one of us is afflicted with them. And every one of us also can remember death. Because people around us, our parents, our grandparents, our relatives die. These are major, major three reminders. Any one of us can be sick. Any of us can be in need and impoverished. Any of us can die any instant. If we remember these things, we will have humbleness. And the word for this is ikhbat, a heart that is humble. That is why, la yamissahu illa You must come to the Quran with humbleness. That this may be the last minute you have in your life. And you will see layer after layer after layer of meanings. That is why this particular talk of today is about Ihsan. Maqam al-Ihsan. Now you have done all what you can, you're continuing to do what you can. Don't ever say, no, I've done my jihad, I've done my amal salih It never ends. As long as there is a breath in your breast, there is shaitan there. You can never say no. That is why the ayah says, Don't ever say you are above it. 
or you have been now done it all. There is no such thing. Until the last minute of breath, be careful, be cautious. And then, of course, the other ayah says, you must also do your utmost to do your zakat of the nafs. Then also we must remember these afflictions, these difficulties. And it may be that something you dislike because we naturally like increase. Because the ruh in you, the nur of Allah in you, is beyond measure in terms of its knowledge of wealth. Allah has exposed his boundlessness to the arwah. The Quran refers to that as anfus, alas to be rabbikum. But that, that word there, it means your arwah, the higher self. And they know the boundlessness. That is why, in a worldly sense, we want boundlessness. The sky is not the limit. It's not true. We want limitlessness. In the unseen. But once you realize that limitlessness is in the heart, you accept outer limitations. Otherwise, it's cancer. Say, no, thank you. I don't want any more. I want to now enjoy my ibadah. Really go into the ecstatic, undescribable inner realm of worship. We are doing our outer ibadah. That is why they are endless in their levels. Have you done your wudu, your intention? Where is Qibla? Is it the right time? Is it the right Imam? Bismillah. And then you declare, Allahu Akbar. Allah is greater than you can think, than you can discuss, than you can talk about. And then you disappear into your mi'raj. And look at the beauty of the contrast. To go higher, you have to go lower. To go into the ultimate mi'raj, flying beyond limits, you have to put your head and your face into dust. And that is where physically we have come from. Sulsal, you know, hardened rock, hardened mud. And then that's combined with nur. Look at the amazing miracle of creation. We could have been all frogs. We may have been perhaps less harmful to others. <laughs> but look, Allah has made us Bani Adam. Bani Adam means Khalifa. Khalifa means steward. Steward means you and I potentially have the knowledge of all of creation. Therefore, we must trot gently. We must represent the Creator. Are you representing the Creator, the all-generous, Allah al-Azim, Allah al-Qawi, Allah's... Are we representing that? The way to that is hijra from that which is not. Doing your utmost until all of your actions are selfless. Otherwise, there is still a bit of a self. You know, your reputation. What do the people say? Riyadh, the most dangerous thing. Do it for Allah's sake and between you and Allah. And don't talk about it. Once you talk about it, then you are using that wit in order to cow the others. Do it with humbleness. Do it with the inner state that the last breath may be right now. Imam Ali also gives us a good test, as a lipstick test. He said, think of what you are doing and what you are saying. It may be the last word. Will you be happy with it forever after? 
So you and I are cornered, and the Quran reminds us, Ayn al-Mafar, this is maqam al-ma'rifah. This is the state or the station of the knowledge of Ihsan. They ask the Prophet, what is maqam al-Ihsan? He says that you act knowing that Allah sees you, even though you may not be seeing the pure nur of Allah. And that is why our ultimate objective is you don't see a thing unless you see the nur of Allah before it. And the nur of Allah energizing it. And the nur of Allah going after it. So you see, la ilaha illallah. Not just by tongue. That is again by sound. What about knowledge? What about ilm al-yaqeen? What about haqq al-yaqeen? You know there is only Allah You and I are only here in order to know as well as we can, adore Allah as well as you can, worship as well as you can, dissolve in the infinity of the nur of Allah, acknowledging the finality of your birth and death and others. Don't deny any aspect of the dunya. The dunya is the stepping stone for that which is already here, and that is the akhirah. In that maqam, it says, Take off your protection. Take off your pretenses. Take off to Nabi Allah Musa. You're already in the sacred valley. Look back again. You've been hurt. You've been done in. You've been lied to. Fine. But look back behind it. You find the poor fellow was afraid. Thought he will do better. Thought, you know, he's calculating. He's, he started to be clever. He started to have, you know, Machiavellian. So you understand it. So you smile. You convert the tragedy to comedy by the nur of unity. Otherwise, you are stuck from one tragedy to another. You immediately come to the, oh, you don't know what happened to me. So boring. Everybody's carrying that miserable biography. Everybody can give you 10 hours of complaints, 10 years of complaints. Utterly boring stuff. Everybody have this monument. Of course they didn't come. I contributed. I did my this. I have my family. And when I was down, they all, you know, spat at me. Good. Because if you had done it for Allah's sake, you don't have expectation. But no, he had expectation. They didn't. They shouldn't have spat at me. They should have come. Wake up. There is another zone, the zone of the absolute light, shedding its light upon this zone of constantly varying, changing shadows. And that is why Allah says, those who see it, exactly the same words, exactly as I've just read for you, there is no fear upon them, nor will they have any grief is repeated 11 times, exactly the same. And there are no less than 40 different versions, but in these exact words is 11 times, 11 No fear, do you have no fear? Do you have no grief? This is the Lipta's test. Check yourself by the higher self. Don't try to brag to others. Are you ready to let go joyfully to death? Are you ready to stay another 30, 40, 50 years with sticks and moving and all kinds of... Also joyfully. <laughs> Are you truly in tawakkul? 
doing your utmost and yet relying on he who is the most perfect giver. That is why you have in the last few talks, we talked about how do we complete our humanity? How do we complete our Islam? Completing Islam is to constant hijrah and constant amal asana. Perfecting, improving your iman is by refinement and watchfulness. Then you are ready for ihsan. Then you are at the threshold of being let in to the most perfect state of life. That is why you have come to life of another zone. This is hayatan tayyibatan. Now you have done your biological life, physiological life, you don't deny that, your survival, your battles, your competitions, your all of the other things of how clever we are, deceptive, clever, clever, until you're fed up of it. Now you begin to see perfection upon perfection. This is the ayah that you're beginning not to read, to know. Wherever you turn is the light of your Creator. And that is the meaning also of the ayah, and nobody estimates the power, the greatness, the ever-presence of Allah in the perfect way. Nobody can. Only Allah can. You and I can go to that edge and drop into boundless, if you like, oblivion in sajda. Then, then you can know the ayah when it says the account of everyone is close to them immediately. But they deny it and they are distracted. You and I, through our intention, through our actions, through our work, through our selflessness, we are in every way making our account sheet. Is it such that you are doing it for Allah, by Allah, unto Allah, or are you waiting for the rewards or the punishment? The account is so close, it is connected with the action itself. You know, it's not further than that. They are ever connected, ever inseparable. And the reason we don't see it is because of shirk. What is shirk? Shirk is not seeing the light of the one that I am sharing with you. The Prophet talks about the fear upon his people from shirk. Allah says, Allah cannot cover shirk. Ghafran is to forgive also, one of its meanings. Then Allah says elsewhere in the Quran, Allah forgives all sins and all mistakes. So how is this then this ayah says Allah cannot forgive or cannot cover? Can, because he says everything else is patchable, is forgivable. See, you have made a mistake upon it. Please excuse me, forgive me, finish. But shirk is a structural defect. It is not a sin. It is not a mistake. It is a structural, basic, fitri issue you and I need by will to overcome. That is why we says you don't see other than Allah. In every form. What is the message of Allah when the thief has come to you? What is the message of Allah when you have lost your business or when the bank is foreclosing upon you? 
First, we know outwardly it's a disaster. But what is the inner message of this? You've been excessively doing all. You are miscast in that role. It's not suitable for you. You are in the wrong place, in the wrong time, in the wrong... Don't blame anybody except yourself. The Quran is full of that. Don't blame any. That is why this subtle shirk is described by the Prophet is like the black ant creeping on the black rock in the middle of the black night. You can't catch it. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. And that's why we say, if you and I want to progress along the path of Tawheed, we need to see the unity of Af'al. What are Af'al? These are Allah's names. Al-Qadr, Al-Fattah, Al-Rafi, Al-Khafid, Al-Razzaq, Al-Muqid, Al-Khaliq, Al-Bari. Until you see all of the powers, energies of actions emanate from one source. That is called Tawheed Al-Af'al. Then goes to the Sifat. Al-Alim, Al-Hadi, Al-Sabur, Al-Alim, Al-Ra'uf, Al-Wadud, Al-Jameel, Al-Jaleel. You see all of these energies which we call Allah's subtle attributes or qualities emanate from the same. That is why you know Tawheed al-Dhat. In essence, all is one. From the one, to the one, by the one. Now you truly see the gift of La ilaha illallah. And the echo of it, Muhammad al-Rasulullah. The completed person. How do you complete the person? As we have been discussing in the last three, four talks. You complete the person by doing your utmost, constantly in jihad, making hijra constantly, improving your action constantly, ready to do your utmost without claiming anything because you know, wala ghaliba illahu. Nobody wins except Allah. Then you also know what we recite in Ayatul Kursi. To him belongs whatever is in the heavens and earth. So you belong to Allah also. So what is the complaint about? You are truly Abdullah. Then you are relieved from the assumption and presumption of being separate. I and Allah, and you are negotiating and you are discussing and bargaining. Shamefulness. You know, we are not shameful enough. Any instant, within three minutes, you can be brain dead. The oxygen doesn't go to your brain. So that is why we need to have constant, subtle awareness. And that is why we, as the Prophet ﷺ says, when you realize your affliction, your musibah, as a ni'mah, as a gift, you are entering into the boundlessness of ihsan. You look at your affliction and trouble as a ni'mah. Allah is shaking you. you have your car as you're driving is now hit to the edge. You must get back to the middle. What is the middle? In this world, not of this world. Coasting along here in your life between birth and death, knowing that what comes after is eternal. That is why when Allah in the hadith, Qudsi says, my slaves get closer to me until I become the eye by means of which he sees, I become the hand by which he acts, and so on and so on. Meaning, the ayah, وَمَا رَمَيْتَ إِذْ رَمَيْتَ You do not throw, now Allah is. What an amazing life it is that you are not the doer. You are just the means. Allah is the only doer. 
And then that is why Allah Azza wa Jal in another hadith Qudsi, wonderful teachings we have that it says, remember Allah in the time of ease. What do you mean remember Allah? Reflect upon that all of it can disappear. Go into higher consciousness. When it is easy, you will have access to higher consciousness when it is difficult. Then you see what is the message behind the event. That is why the ayah in this brilliant, brilliant short ayah, We will put upon you a heavy, heavy discourse. What is the heavy discourse? That la ilaha illallah. Lahu ma fis ma Whatever you do, wa ila rabbika al-muntaha. And it is to your Lord is the return. Then you truly know. It's not a matter of discourse, discussion, or preaching that huwa al-awwalu, huwa al-akhiru, huwa al-zahiru, huwa al-batinu. Fa'ayna al-mafar. Where do you run to? Then you truly bask in the joy of inna lillah wa inna ilayhi rajiru. Thank you very much. Assalamu alaikum.